You hear that? Those are jingle bells. It must mean it's Christmas time. Christmas! Which means we're coming to you special from the parking lot of the AMC Theater, where they are going to be showing... What are they showing, me, Serena? Me, and St. Louis. Me, me, and St. Louis. And, most importantly, me and Serena have taken over. Yep. Betsy is no longer here to be in charge. <laughs> we Love said you. we'd do it. We said we'd take over one day, yep. and we have. Love you, Betsy. Miss you. But uh, <laughs> it's our turn to rule the, the roost. So. Hence, the recording is not going to be the same quality right now because... That's what Betsy's for. <laughs> <laughs> that and I didn't bring all the cords with me. I don't know where they are. I'm gonna blame Betsy on that one. Yep. Mic cords, <laughs> charge cords, none of it. We're just we're just very uh, ill prepared today. We're winging it. Anyways, it's the most wonderful time of the year. So. Yeah, we're very excited. We're headed into the the movie theater right now. So we'll see you on the other side. Woohoo! In a world. In a world. In a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign and yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hi, and welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where your average Janes watch older movies and answer the question we've put to ourselves. Are they still relevant and should we still be watching them today? I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And we're without Betsy today. We are Betsy-less. We are. I mean, as we said in the, the little... You know, before the movies, we actually went to the movie theater today, and Betsy was busy, couldn't go, so me and Serena are taking over. Yep, we don't have her mom today, so there's that. So we may trail off a bit, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, it'll be entertaining. We'll, yeah, it'll be an interesting. <laughs> so today, what we went to go see Meet Me in St. Louis. It was a 1944 Technicolor musical, um, based in 1903. Was yeah. the um, it was directed by Vincent Minnelli and screenplay by Irving Breacher and Fred Finkelhoff. Interesting. Finkelhoff. Mm -hmm. That's a name. Yep. Um, and it's based on uh, short stories called Meet Me in St. Louis by Sally Benson. So. When you say short stories, what's the term? Oh, well, the movie is vignettes. Okay. So it's like short little ditties. Okay. Yeah. Um, Serena. Yes. What was Meet Me in St. Louis about? Oh, Serena Go. Okay. Well, it, there's this lovely, I know, I wish I could do it like the guy did it with a movie. Okay, so tell, tell okay. how the movie started at the theater. We got into the theater and we sat down just in time. Literally, as soon as we sat down, this lovely gentleman came on the screen and gave us basically, uh, not like a prequel, but a... Just background like information. Like a little background info, which kind of felt like what we do here at the podcast industry. Maybe. Yeah. Like, it was nice. We do, we do the same. We, like, give the background, and I'm like, I wish I recorded that, because the guy put it together, like, seamlessly. Yeah. And all, like, good information. You know, like, times, whatever. So I was like, oh, can we just, like, stick his whole... Yeah. Him into our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wish that... Tracy go. Yeah. Just... I mean, we kind of... Some of the movies, I'm like, what just happened i didn't quite understand that i wish at the beginning of older movies now would have these little explanations yeah because one of the things he said judy garland is in it and one of the things he said was at first she didn't want to do this film because oh yeah 
she didn't want to be pigeonholed as this like teen actress. She doesn't right. want to do another teenager going through whatever. And she was 21 at the time playing, going to be playing a 17 younger. Right. So they convinced her that it wasn't like that. She was, it was, I guess it was a teenager, but it was her becoming an adult and finding love and they convinced her to do it. And I think the guy said that this is, you know, she had no regrets. She loved doing it and it was one of her favorite movies that she did. Yeah. And I think he also mentioned that this was um, one of the films that made her famous. Yeah. Like, it was not, like, necessarily a breakout film, but one of. And it was the movie that she met her future husband, who was the director, director. Vincent Minnelli. And, of course, they had child Liza Minnelli. Yes, which we're still, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. You'll recognize her when you see her. Um. So, anyways, and the way he put it as... In 1944, when the film was released, um, we were, you know, the country was, everyone, we were in that raging war mode, and here, you know, and set this family, the Smiths, you know, a little above average, like, not saying wealthy, more, like, a little, middle class, a little higher, but, like, you know, at the time, your everyday family. Yep. The, you know, the people next door or whatever. And, you know, they have a couple kids. The age range, five to college. I mean, yep. he was in, the brother, older yeah, brother was, was in Princeton. Gone. Yep. And, you know, the father working, blah, blah, blah. And then I guess the dad gets a job offer in New York. Mm-hmm. A great job offer. Mind you, they're already living in this huge Victorian, like, home. So, mm-hmm. like. But I think he was, like, it was the country. Like, they were country rich yeah and they were moved it so they would be city poor i think yeah i don't know because that that's what they said something about the flats okay so the the family was everyone was trouble everything was great then dad dropped the bomb that they were going to be moving and everyone everyone felt a shambles and then i want to say this is like maybe like halfway through the movie or something. yeah and then all these friendships and relationships that have been like developed you know the kids were all even the mom everyone was distraught no one wanted to move and the dad didn't care because he was like, whatever. He was the man of the house. I, I, decision made. Yeah, decision made. I'm making the money. This is a good opportunity, blah, blah, Then I think what finally turned the dad around, not that the whole movie is just about a family who might be moving, but like, spoiler alert, they don't move. And what I think makes the whole decision is he sees his five-year-old having literally a mental breakdown. <laughs> I don't know. Outside. Literally a meltdown. Get like, it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> So she's literally take she's taking this like bat or something and her it's little her snowman. snowman family out. Yeah. In the, and it's like like two in the morning probably. And that's almost towards the end, right? Yeah. And she's like, I'm not take if I'm not gonna if I'm leaving the snowman family, no one else gets the snowman family. So she's knocking the heads off all the thing. And the dad's watching this like breakdown through the window, and he's like, finally, like it dawns on him, yeah. like nobody wants to move but me. My child might need therapy, like. <laughs> something's up with the five-year-old uh but you know it finally dawns on me he's like you know what i'm not gonna light my cigar i'm gonna call the whole family down and we're gonna just i'm gonna by it's, the way it's we're, midnight it's, by the way yeah and it's not his it's not him saying i agree with you guys it's like decision made we're not moving yeah and he's and everyone was like relieved and happy and you know everyone's getting okay then the two older daughter, daughters are both proposed to and hold on all right, technical difficulties. I think we're back now, though. And maybe sounding better than ever. We don't know. <laughs> better than ever. So, yeah. That so that was, was 
That was what it was about. Yeah. It was a family. In St. Louis. In St. Louis. But I think the whole thing Not was. Missouri, Louisiana. <laughs> right? No, it was Missouri. Was it? Okay. Yeah. No. What's the Louisiana? The okay. Louisiana is that the whole thing was the backdrop was that they were waiting for the opening of the World's Fair. Okay. And it was called the Louisiana, Louisiana Purchase, Purchase Exposition, or more commonly referred to as the World's Fair. So okay. they, yeah, it was the World's Fair. I'm looking this thing up. Because I feel like, when did the Louisiana Purchase actually happen in history? That was a, th- a historical God. thing. Um, oh, never mind, 1803. Okay. So it was their centennial, because it happened in 1903. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Yes. Anyways, I digress. So it was it was bookend by the coming attraction of the World Fair because then it ends with them going when it's opened to the World Fair and how lucky how lucky they are that they still live in St. Louis and where this World Fair is happening and it's basically the center of the universe at that time, center of like, the world. We hope we n- you never tear this down. Yeah. Something tells me it got torn down. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I guess like in terms of synopsis, I'm sure that. That lovely gentleman on the AMC there did a better job. But a, a nice family, 1903. A year in the life. Kind of, uh, like, gave me that weird uh, cheaper by the dozen feel. It did. Right? It did. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, yes, it Good did. Point. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, yeah. So, there's right. your synopsis. So, yeah. all right. Well, I didn't have any notes up on that. I, that was just a wing you it. You did a good job. Good job. All right, so let's go into our little sections. Top of the marquee. What was your favorite part? Scene, moment, line, character, setting. setting. <laughs> uh, Serena. All right, so it's hard to pick one. I my favorite scenes were the the not saying house party, but that ha- party that they had. The first one. At yeah, with yep. the glorious outfits and those instruments. I'm like, why don't people have parties like this anymore? I had that exact thought. I'm like, I want to go dancing at somebody's house and right? sing and bring play. a violin yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, that was um, one of my top scenes. And the other one was the school dance on I think Christmas Eve, and I loved that the grandfather was there. I thought it was super sweet. Yep. Oh, touchdown. <laughs> possible touchdown <laughs> we're coming from you it's patriots are playing yeah. and it's on in the other room yeah there there may or may not be some people out there yelling. <laughs> uh my so that was your favorite part was the dances and the I, dresses i feel like that was the those were the scenes that stood out obviously there was some cute other scenes like mm-hmm. the the two of them john and esther, esther they were you know she was like oh come with me to turn out the lights and yep and I'm scared of the dark. And then he did it to her, like, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, he finally caught on that she was, like, trying to make a move. Yes, yes. But you're not I, allowed to make a move pre-marriage back yes. then, so. I, one of my favorite uh, storytelling techniques is when you bring, and that's usually with comedy, too, is when you bring a joke back or when you bring a, a Like a full circle a moment. A full circle moment. I yeah. love for, full circle moments. And you're right. That was like the, oh, I need help turning off the lights. And she's like, oh, your your lights are already off. And he's, you know, it was yeah. a cute little, like, he knew what she was doing. And Well, he also, I think, was probably trying to not move things faster than oh, she was yeah. comfortable. But you know no, what I mean? He was like, yeah. come turn off the oh, lights yeah. with me. On that same note, he said to her when they left that, the first night helping turn off the lights. Mm-hmm. He said to her, "You've got a strong grip for a girl." Because they shook hands, and then when, oh, yeah. and then when she was over at his house, and he's like, "Oh, let's turn off the lights," and 
their lights are already off. And he does the iconic shoulder, shoulder grab yep. kiss. Yep. And her response was, oh, you have a strong grip for a boy. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I love that, you know, both things oh, came yeah. around again. Yeah, love those, love those. I had that written down for another reason, but I had forgotten that that was. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, I had two. One was the character and it was Tootie. First oh my off. Gosh. What is, what is that name? Yeah. Tootie Fruity. Like what is, what is her real name? Did they say what her real name was? I don't know. Played by Margaret, Margaret O'Brien, which she's basically credited as like, it's, it's Judy Garland and Margaret O'Brien. They're the two main characters. Yeah. Um, but she's the, I think she's older than five. But she definitely in, is. In she the, has like seven year old yeah, teeth. But <laughs> in the movie she's five and Holy, she is morbid. She was talking about, like, how, like she'll pack the dolls and bring them to New York, even the ones that were dead. Yeah, so I thought she was just, like, playing with her doll at the beginning, but then when she said, yeah, that she'd have to literally go dig up her dolls from the cemetery, she really did bury her dolls. Oh, I didn't even catch up on yeah, that part. Yeah, that she'd pack hell? her dolls, even the ones in the cemetery. Like, yeah. I still don't know if she, maybe she was still kidding, but, like, that's so. Which, who was the one that asked for a hatchet for for Christmas? Or, oh, I think uh, that was the, night. I think that was the other uh, sister. Ag, no, was it Agnes? Agnes. I think I think that was her who asked for the hunting knife, which was funny. Um, but there was another moment when they said that they were moving to New York. Tootie was like, "But I still have to build a tunnel to underneath the trolley line yeah. to the next door neighbor, so I can." go up and grab her and do something to her. Like Pull her out from her legs or Yeah, something, something right? like that. And then another thing she said was when she was having her meltdown with the snowmen, she's like, I've got to kill them because if they can't come with me, I have, like, they rather, No one can have no them. No can have them. And I'm like, so, that is so dark. Yeah, like no, she, she was scary. It was a little dark. Like, serial killer maybe i'm just saying like sociopathic tendencies yeah like definitely needs a therapist well that's what i was saying i'm like um child therapy wasn't a thing back then but this is the child you might be concerned about yeah yeah um so i even though i'm like saying that she needs help she was actually i love that about her so that was my favorite character. Being a nanny, I thought it was really creepy. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But you're in a different yeah. area. <laughs> a little bit different area. My favorite part was when the grandfather saved Esther at the dance. Oh, and yeah. he's dancing and they go behind the Christmas tree and then it, they switch partners and she's now dancing with John. Okay, so Love confused. that part. So confused. Did him and John go to the bathroom and switch outfits? No, I don't, I know. I think that John worked his ass off to go get the tux that was locked in the. Locked away. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Yeah. I was confused on that part. And, I, and then I looked down for one second and you're like, wait, look up, look up. And I saw them. I was like, yeah. yeah, it was, that was the moment. And I knew, like, I felt it coming. I knew something was going on and it was behind the Christmas tree, the big yeah. reveal. So that was my favorite part. Ladies, please remove your hats aspects that did not age well i think the only the big one i i thought was the man is in charge as i mean but it's that was the time period so it wasn't really out of character but he never discussed with his wife that they were moving he just came home one day and was like don't get upset but we're moving to new york like don't lose your that was it yeah like 
no no one else had to say we were doing it yeah yeah that, I, and like I, the, did, I didn't put that down yeah. that and then the girls getting married i mean i think esther she said she was going to be a senior in high she school was 17 yeah so you know it's always that concern with marrying off the daughters at first i didn't realize that they had a son and I thought I it was just the four daughters, and I got like a, a Pride and Prejudice type feel. Yeah. Because they were, but they weren't really that concerned with marrying off their daughters. But that's kind of how I thought it was gonna go, and it kind of did. A little bit. Yeah. Two were. Did they have their weddings together? Spoiler alert: They both are getting married at the end. I don't think so. I don't know if they were. I don't know. Are if they, they all got dressed married? in white though? Like no, that was just to go to the fair. They were putting oh, on their Sunday best to go to the fair. I thought they were all dressed in white, and I'm like, oh, they were. But everyone's getting married. Yeah, it's a double wedding. So I'm sorry. Back to favorite parts. What was her name? Rose's marriage proposal. When the guy busted in and like yelled, he's like, oh, yeah. "I'm tired of waiting. We're getting married, and I love you." Yeah, and then he like ran away, and the dad's like, "Who's that?" Right. And then that the was other good... one was like, "I think he's so excited. He might have left without left your left... honeymoon without without yeah, Rose." Left... Yeah, exactly. That was good. But aspects that didn't age well. I don't. I put the shoulder grab. Oh yeah, because there's. So I many love of them. to hate that. Yeah, it's just yeah. Old movie kisses like, it's are like, bad. It's like aggressive. Possessive. Yeah. But I Compared mean, to I, passionate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are into that. Some people are into yeah. possessive relationships. <laughs> no names. Okay. Can I say something that did age well? Yeah. Uh, the peacoats. There's the scene where it's the winter and the little girl, Tootsie? Tootie? Tootie? Tootie Fruity? <laughs> she was wearing this like... I mean, she's, like, a little, like, five-ish, but she was wearing this adorable double-breasted, like, maroon peacoat, and I'm like, oh, that's so cute. I want that for myself. You know, very, like, Christmassy, and I'm me with the fashion. Always I was going to say, back to the fashion. There were a couple dresses, like, the dresses at the Christmas Eve dance yeah. I thought were really pretty. That's on my A little poofy, but very pretty. Judy yeah. Garland's red dress was just gorgeous. Or- However, some of the other dresses at, like, the other party... The house party. They were very frilly. Like, it looked like they were wearing curtains. Like, they had yeah. doodads hanging off of and them doodads. and frillies and, like, pom-poms and, I like... S- I still liked them, but they weren't... It was more like... I don't know. I was trying to, like, place nowadays what that house party would be looking like now versus... Because back then, girls didn't wear booger-stained yoga pants, like, when they were hanging around the house. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I guess, I mean, I've been to cocktails where you wear a cocktail dress. Yeah, that's true. Wait a minute. Aspects that remind you of modern movies. Did you or, have any? Or not or, modern movies? Or not modern or movies. Or just other movies? Any other movies. Um, I had, obviously, Sound of Music. I had that because the men's outfits, for yep. some reason. I had it for right? two reasons, but go ahead. But that was all I had for okay. that one. But the brother Lon Jr. in some profile pictures, he looked like Rolf. Oh yeah. I thought he definitely looked like Rolf, and the dad reminded me of like one of the bad guys from Sound of Music. He yeah. kind of looked yeah, like the, the mustache, friend with, with the, the mustache, mu- but he definitely like if he started like yelling in German, I would not be surprised. Like yeah. he gave off that vibe. 
but yeah, I just had like the the men's outfits and the the gentlemen's outfits that made me think of that movie. The other thing was the Wizard of Oz. Obviously, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that because of Judy Judy Garland, which we found out was not her name. By the way, did you no, have her whole name? Yeah, very strange. Yep. Um, I thought because I'd never seen this movie before, and I've actually never seen anything Judy Garland was in other than Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I. Th- thought that that's all I could see when I saw this so I went in first off I thought I was not gonna like it because it was all vignettes and that's what cheaper by the dozen was which it that's what reminded me of maybe that's why I got that vibe and uh I didn't but I didn't she became Esther to me she was no longer Dorothy for the first little bit she was I was like okay this all this is is Dorothy and she wasn't she played her own I give her credit dress with the (laughs) no it was it was quicker than that it was quicker than that that but red yeah. dress scene made me think of the red slippers. <laughs> the So, it, like I said, it reminded me of Cheaper by the Dozen because of the yeah. little stories. It was about a family. Basic, you know, I guess Cheaper well, by the Dozen. Well, they did uproot. They did uproot and move. I thought this did a better job at having a plot. They had the bookends oh, yeah. of yeah. the the World Fair where at the very beginning they were excited that it was coming and it was being built and at the they ended it with going to the fair. And you had romances that played through beginning yeah. to end with the girls. They the drama of the move, it didn't end up happening, but it had a happy ending. Yeah, I definitely like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was definitely better. Um, I liked it better than cheaper than yeah. this one. Um I got and this is only just because of the scene I was reminded of Titanic because of that girdle scene. Yes. When she they could, literally like, breathe. I was like, her ribs are gonna break. Yep. Like people had legit broken ribs. Yeah. And to think the things they did for beauty then, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like the looser the pants, the better. Like that's where I'm at. <laughs> yep. So I can't identify Yeah, so I can't identify with the girdle scene, but I was just like the exact same thing when Ro- in Titanic when Rose's mom was Oh, whatever, or whatever. And you Rose. had to hold on to the bed frame. Yeah. And she was like, you know, da-da-da, like kind of just suck it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm having like a moment right now. Yeah. Because her sister was tightening her girdle. It also reminded me the the maid was funny in this. Oh, yeah. And the maid reminded me a little bit of um, the parent Lynch. trap. Oh, I was going to say, you are going to say pretty Because uh, she was, she says a line, I think in it, that was like, just like a man and i know the maid from the parent trap is always like typical oh, yeah. just like a man oh, and yeah. this she's only said it once but i thought it was that was funny she was she, she had, was funny yeah, she, she was had personality funny. i liked her and one more thing is first off we're, we're gonna have to talk about halloween did we talk about halloween yet um we didn't oh I yeah was gonna... didn't age well let's go back to that for a minute okay but it during the halloween as it opened on that the music was very reminiscent of Jaws. It had like those two ominous notes. It was like doo doo, yeah. and then it went into something else. But it was very reminiscent of that. Yeah, I got that same. Well, I didn't think about that, but I was getting a vibe. Some of the m- music in there was familiar. Yes, obviously the it it was like folk music, or maybe it's folk music because of this. The New Year's song. Made yeah, me think of Titanic. That was that was the other thing that made me think of Titanic was that New Year's song, like. It sounded right. Yeah, yeah. That one. Um, the Halloween thing I put under um, now and then. I think. Oh, you did. But, okay. Oh, um, all right. Let's but do then that. for the Halloween thing, I, the one other movie that 
other than the cheaper buy that does in the other yep. movie. For some reason, I don't even remember this movie that well, but for some reason, I got the Sandlot vibe because when all the kids were like tossing oh, chairs, yeah, yeah, into this big fire, like literally, these are like young children, like rummaging the streets for yard furniture of their neighbors and just throwing it in this fire and like they're all the kids are like together it like was, mayhem and chaos and I'm yeah like, i'm getting a sandlot vibe it <laughs> was this and the sandlot it was like okay kids you can go out and play and go get into trouble and skin your knee and yeah you know and it's okay and yeah what the the whole thing with her lip and the stitches i didn't that, really i didn't understand i that. i got thrown off on that so i think like they were out wreaking have havoc yep on it sounded like they wanted to all hallows eve tip over a trolley and basically the guy stopped them and in the process so they wouldn't get in trouble right and in the process she got hurt or something but i guess aspects the most troublesome five-year-old ever right and then she said she goes like girls would get would ever get in trouble with the police yeah she did say that (laughs) Oh my gosh, she was a little beast. Yeah. Lord help me if I ever have kids like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but then she was accusing John, um, so Esther's love interest, of giving hitting her and getting whatever, the cut lip. Yeah. And so Esther has to go and beat him up. Right, which I have in there um, is more relevant today than not. Yeah. <laughs> Girls beating up boys. So, now and then, how is it still relevant today? I have already talked about mine too. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I um, have that I really like the sibling relationships. Oh, From yeah. the brother taking the sisters to the dance to I liked Esther and Tootie putting on the little play for oh, their yeah. their little song house party. for yes. their house party and keeping the secret from their dad. Even the mom got involved. I, I like those relationships. They seemed real. Um, so I thought that was relevant. The family, the close knit family thing. I got, that's the other thing that reminded me of Cheever by the dozen is like, everyone's being nice. Yep. There's not like this crazy dysfunctional family vibe. Yep. Which is most today. Um, things that are not relevant today was that weird All Hallows Eve. Yes. Please someone explain. I tried looking it up. Yeah. Very creepy. I, I kind of did like the creepy costumes. They didn't go out collecting candy, and even, like, the mother was like, here's your bag of flour to go trick the neighbors. Yeah. I think it was called, like, they were killing people, in quotes. They would throw flour in your face, and that meant that you killed your neighbor. Is it, like, the boo where people go and ring your doorbell and have a bag of candy? Yes, something like that. And they were burning things? I didn't get that. What was that? They were, like, stealing. What I got, what I thought they were doing is I thought they were stealing furniture. And lighting a bomb the neighbors and lighting yeah. it on fire, which was aggressive, very I don't aggressive. Get that. No, I did not I'm understand have the Halloween to research. thing. Yeah, I didn't get the Halloween thing, so I put that as like definitely not relevant today. <laughs> no, no, that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. No. So. Although maybe it was more tricks than treats instead of you know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That was like. You know when we go and egg people's houses. Yeah. Not that I ever did that, but. All right. Let's do a note wrap up is there anything else that we have that we want to talk about did we mention Um, that it was a musical i don't think we did it was a musical that was my first word obviously uh this is where we got the christmas song oh yeah 
Um, I was gonna call it Mimi in St. Louis. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah, I have that written down here too. Um, Judy Garland sings it for Tootie, and the guy at the end, and he said he explains that the song had a darker lyric that was basically like, "This is gonna be our last Christmas ever." Yeah. And they changed it to, you know... She was like... Uh, Judy Garland was like, I'm not singing that to a five-year-old. Right. That this is going to be your last Christmas. And the they kid was already it. crying. Yeah. About to have a mental break on her snow family. Yeah. <laughs> this is like that scene right yep. before... Well, yeah, that is definitely one of my top favorite songs. And the guy said that it wasn't um, until later that it became so famous... Right? Wasn't he saying oh, that? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I wish I recorded Maybe. that guy. Was awesome. He was like, <laughs> he was like podcast goals. You know, that guy. Um. All right. So I have in my notes, Grandpa equals hats. Oh yeah. The Grandpa's his room. First off, was hilarious. He kind of reminded me a little bit of the Grandpa from Chitty Bag Bang oh, or, or Charlie. Um, and he had like all of these hats. I mean, at one point he had like a fez, and he was smoking his pipe in a fez, like. <laughs> And that green beanie guy. he had at first, he was funny. He was a good character, good guy. I love those type of grandpas. Oh, I did say um, in one of my notes, the the Boy Next Door song that she did. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cheesy. A little, yeah. I liked the whole movie, but that one song, it's like, the boy next door. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, go on. And then she puts, like, the lace curtain in front of her, like. Yeah, like, oh, oh my God. It's like God, a wedding this, scene, yeah. singer scene. Like, remember with that? And the guy's like, he's losing his mind. <laughs> oh, boy. I did like, uh, I, this was cheesy, the um, the trolley song, the... Oh, yeah. Clang, that clang, was clang, one. goes the trolley. That was, it was cheesy. I Except that still. you finally, and, and Judy Garland's all sad because her bow didn't make it on time. And then you see him running after the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> and she continues singing. Oh, my god, he's still running? At the theater, at the theater, Serena goes... Is he still running? Yeah, he's still running. This whole long song, he's still running after the trolley. Like, they didn't show him running. It just was assumed that he's, like, trailing behind the thing. But, I mean, this guy is, like, running. And then all of a sudden, just at the end of the song, she's, like, singing blatantly about him. And she's, like, turns her side and poof, there he is. He's just, like, sitting there. And he wiped his brow, obviously, because he was running. He was, like, sweating. But that was good. Um, I did kind of like that was a cheesy song, but I liked that scene. Um, that was very musical esque. Yeah, that scene. Yep. Um, everything else kind of blended into the movie nicely. Yep. Um, it was like they were supposed to be singing at those times. Yeah. The other thing I put down in notes is the maid. It was twelve dollars a month. Oh yeah. And that was expensive. Like the girls, like, oh, you can never, you can't get a maid now for less than twelve dollars a month. And the dad's like, I don't care if we pay fifteen dollars a month. And I'm like, an hour month a month yeah i mean i don't know what the exchange is for the time period but i think that i mean they didn't i mean i think they liked their maid i don't think they you know cheaped out on her no i know it's just crazy to think like it just puts you in that time frame it does it does like the whatever um love the party outfits at the beginning oh sorry no at the beginning the mother was cooking something and somebody else came in and there was like a spoon, the spoon almost dropped or something. And I've noticed this before where in older movies, they don't pause to reset the scene. They just react. They pick up the spoon and yeah. go with it, which mm-hmm. I like. I kind of like, oh, it's more this... natural. It is. Yeah. It's more natural. It's like in real life, 
how many things do I knock over in a exactly, day? Exactly, exactly. Like, you just keep going. So many things. So I forget what was referenced that was the 50 million, um, but there was a quote from the dad. Oh, the, the cost of how much the fair is to put on. Oh, right, 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 yeah. So they were, somebody's like, oh, 50 million. And he goes, that's a lot of kale. That's a lot of kale. And I'm like, is that like cash? Kale? Yeah. I like that. I'm going to start using that. It does. And I feel like that's actually relevant today because I've, you know. Now today is like everything's kale. Everything's kale. I feel like I hadn't even heard of what kale was Until before recently. like college or yeah. something. Yeah. Kale has, um, is really up and coming yeah. in the vegetable world, you know. <laughs> the vegetable world. The produce is booming. <laughs> but yeah, I just was, I mean, 50 million is a lot of kale. It is a lot of money in real life. But for a fair, that's a world-renowned, like, I bet you anything it'd be, like, yeah, a lot more than that now. But so there was that. I have another quote, and I couldn't quite get the whole thing because we were in the theater. We were taking notes in the theater. And I have it couldn't goes, see it a thing. I know you couldn't. Dark is a ditch. And dark like the children in this movie. <laughs> dark, <laughs> dark like the little girl that killed her family because nobody else could have them. Killed her snow family and all of her dolls are buried in a cemetery. We could turn this into a horror movie. Yeah, it really could be if we, they just like fo- focus this in on the, like the, the tootie. Yeah, yeah. Again, what the hell? There's a story is that. There's a story there. Uh, so the quote that I had was. You can't propose over technology. The oldest girl was waiting for a phone call from New York, a long distance phone call. And I think her dad finally was clued in that that it was going to be a proposal, which it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But he said, you can't propose over technology. And all I could think of was like, you can't text message breakup. You can't like do important things like that still today over the phone, over text. Like like a proposal, you have to do that in person. Like... Come yeah. on. And then he bombs in, does it, and then leaves. It, was it the same guy? I think so. Was I think it? so. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like 95% right. sure I couldn't it was. keep track because I know she was like interested in another guy. The one that gave her a ride. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Somebody. I had another quote and it's, I guess it's a little bit demeaning, but I still thought it was cute when Esther was crying her grandfather about because he she couldn't go to the dance. Her grandfather came in and was like, it's okay. It's okay. And she goes, I look like a baby. I'm sorry. I'm crying. And he goes, no, keep crying. It's not often a pretty girl has a real reason to cry. Yeah. I, I don't know. He was, I kind of thought it was sweet. He said something about the walls being paper thin and whoever made the house was cheap or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause he could hear the whole conversation, which yeah. is why she, he came in to comfort her. Um, but I thought that was sweet. Um, yeah, I also I like thought it was sweet. The, the first night that Esther and John, that he was helping her like turn off the lights or whatever, he, she was following right close behind him and he turned around and they kind of like bumped into each other. So his instinct was to give her the shoulder grab. Yeah. But it was like inappropriate for their first kiss at that time. So yeah. like it was the prequel to their kiss because he had the shoulder grab. But then it was nothing. It yeah. was like, oh, I'm sorry you bumped into me. I'm going to let go of you now. Yeah. Like, I thought that was almost a cute like little maybe part. He might have chickened out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing was the mom. I forget. I think that, oh, because the dad was about to drop the news of we're moving to New York. And, and he said, no, don't lose your head or whatever to the, to the wife. And she was like, I'm as cool as a cucumber. Cool like, I literally used that quote today. Yeah. Recently just sent a text, cool as a cuke. Cuke. Hashtag. 
cool. It's cute. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have on mine. Yeah, that's all here. I have. Oh wait, have. what's on the back here? Hold on, I have a whole bunch of things oh, on the back, back I forgot. Back sheet. Um, back sheets, back up. <laughs> uh, 2D Needs Therapy, Spring of 1904, Louisiana Purchase, uh, No More New York, okay, don't hate, okay. The other, none of this is important, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah, I was wondering where that was. It's the original. So this, um, the, the, John going to Esther and saying, you know, I was playing basketball, practice ran late, and the tux is locked up in the store so he couldn't go to the dance with her and he was like oh you probably hate me now something something and she's like i don't hate you i just hate basketball that was cute it's like, it's like so funny that was my one of my favorite quotes too it's like it's just like sweet yeah it was sweet things are different now people aren't that sweet no. you know yep i hear you all right, I guess that leads us to the martini shot. Would you recommend it? Definitely. Me too. Definitely recommend 10 out of 10. Yep, I... I Even the cheesy scenes. Even the cheesy scenes. I actually thought I was not going to like it. I thought I was going to keep comparing it to Wizard of Oz because mm-hmm. just that's what I think of when I see Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the not having a plot in Cheaper by the Dozen. And I thought this would do the same. But it was, I don't know, it was just better. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I definitely like the experience of being in the theater, and I want to make that, like, a regular thing. Yeah. I, the only th- downside was that it was so dark I couldn't take notes, but... We did okay. I did okay. I yeah. can read all my notes, and I don't know. I love it. Like it I want to see... I want to see all of the movies in the theater. It was an experience, because it wasn't a packed theater, but, like, when it ended, people clapped, and... Yeah. It was dark and cozy. I don't know. It was, it was a different... The, the guy that came on in the beginning and end. Too. Yeah. That was good. And there was, not to say, like, you know, but I noticed um, some people of our generation were taking their grandmothers. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a little, like, our mom was taking, our mom's age was taking, like, their mom. Yeah. And there was, like, there was definitely a few people there who were over 80. It was multi-generational. It was multi-generational. But I just, as I walked in, I was thinking, oh, this is really sweet. Like, they're, think about how old they were when they first watched this movie yeah. and it first came out as a musical or what you know i just felt like i don't know i walked in i was like oh this is kind of i like this vibe yeah i like it was this nice vibe. vibe and like the grandma's faces were so happy and smiling like when we left they were like and i heard someone saying in the back like i remember this. somebody like one of the grandmas said something and <laughs> it was just really sweet it was like good. it yeah. was it was super sweet and i I don't know. I just I secretly felt like the people who were there watching it had more depth than the people who were watching like the crazy, loud, bumping like action movie across that we could the hear hall. through the thin walls. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, not like they have more depth, but just like no, maybe more of an appreciation for, for older movies. movies. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Agreed. Good. Good observation, Serena. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do what I can. Bonus final question: Was it a Christmas movie? I still definitely say yes. Um, because it but starts it off. Wasn't... It, did it go? It went summer, fall, winter, spring. Right. Yep. That's how it went. So it went through the seasons. Um, technically speaking, only one of the vignettes or whatever was. It's dinner time. One of the vignettes was Christmas oriented. Yep. Whereas the rest, so I would say twenty five percent of the movie mm-hmm. was Christmassy, mm-hmm. and 
the rest was just an, a regular your regular not run at the mill but you know what i mean like yeah any old regular, season yeah regular non-christmas day. so I, I don't know if we're allowed to, to i would still have to say since everyone says die hard is that it is a christmas movie but if we're telling our listeners like what to expect you're one fourth of the movie will be christmas and it's I wanna... the third or fourth fourth yeah yeah it was the third <laughs> yeah it I, oh, yeah, I would I would fourth. continue to argue that yes it was only because the the twist of it was that they weren't moving and the family is all you know together again and not mad at dad anymore and that all happened at Christmas time and they were proposed to on Christmas both oh. the girls were proposed to on Christmas and the everything ultimate, everything the happened ultimate, the ultimate yeah at Christmas so yeah I would I would say. Yes, go ahead. Qualify it as a Christmas movie. Yeah, I would say and so. And it's the origin of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, so... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, then definitely, 100%. And I feel like people love to watch older movies at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I think it's just nostalgic and family. So, yeah. I would say yes to Christmas. Yes to all things Christmas. That just about wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll be posting what our next movie will be on Twitter tomorrow. So head on over there and hit that follow button. Also follow us on Instagram. Our handle for both is the movie Millies. Otherwise you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, and Google Music for more awesome episodes. So until next time, we're millennials. And we'll see you at the movie house. Should I do it again? Or is that good? Outro music. Outro music. I can't. I can't stand them. No, wait, no, you have to do it good. Do it, do it good. <laughs> and I can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs>